Welcome, dear friends, to Kardec Radio. It's Christmas Day, 2019. But if you're listening to this on demand anywhere, at any time, any given year from now to the future, remember Christmas should be every day. So it's your invitation to feel this Christmas feeling with us. And it's also a day when we're dedicating to praying for the USA, not only, but mostly. Why not? So you're welcome to join us as you are coming in. I know it's Christmas Day here, and for many people, it's been a day, hopefully, full of reflections. I know somewhat eating, family, friends, and watching something maybe on TV. I don't know. But it's certainly a moment for us to open our hearts, shall we? And we have extra help from both realms. And in the physical realm, we have our dear friend, Greg Palma. Thank you so much, Greg, for being with us here today. How are you? I'm wonderful, Vanessa. I'm so happy to be here with you and the mentors and all of our wonderful friends. It's great to have you here. And you know, hello, Ricky, Simaratana. Hello, Karina Lisi. Big hug to you. Merry Christmas. Rafael Medeiros. Hello, friend. You know, friends, we are here today to wrap up. We have been doing this countdown, Hope and Light programs, sharing messages that have never been. Uh, published in English from a book that is actually titled Hope and Light and by several spirits, bringing to us the call for all of us to be sentinels of this message of this light, and it's on us to share the good. So today we're going to combine this celebration of the Christ on earth with the blessings of a nation that promises to be the brain of our planet. We need to support this brain. We need to harmonize its neurochemistry. We need to give it loving nourishment, loving discernment as well, to make sure that the nations are feeling harmonized as well. We need to balance it all out. And how else can we do it but to pray? And today we have this connection, intercontinental connection, with several friends through which we're forming this current of light, the vibrations, as if we are in an operation room. And in this room, there is a current holding, we're holding the current. Shall we? And Greg Palmer is here with us directly from Iowa. He um, belongs or let's say participates in the Spiritist side of Chicago mostly, but has been visiting several groups, including the Spiritist side of Virginia, and has participated in Spiritist events like the Spiritist Symposium in which you, you, you sung as well. And you have been doing your healing you're healing singing, let's say this way, as a professional. What a treasure huh, to combine, Greg. 
the the ability to sing with the healing purposes you, you would you like to share something about that yes um it is a blessing that god has given me and it took me a long time to to actually appreciate that it was a gift and that i could actually say thank you for this beautiful gift it was trying to be humble uh with a with a gift sometimes you think well, you can't say, well, I wish I was just Luciano Pavarotti. I mean, he's really the, the king. And, 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 but the way I always think about it, if, if someone were to give you a Stradivarius guitar, I don't think anyone would have any trouble saying, this is an incredible, beautiful instrument. And, but with a singer, it's, it's built in. And God created this, these beautiful, everything that makes a voice sound pleasant and so i it took me till the two the years 2000 to actually appreciate and it was then that it started growing and then it it developed into the what i call the celestial singing passes because i learned a lot from spiritism and so technically uh i'm not a profession because i don't make my uh my my income off of it I offer freely as it was freely given to me. Although I do, I am coming out with, a, with an album, which, you know, people can buy and it's, it will be actual songs from Mozart and Schubert and Bach and, and all the great composers of the beautiful songs. But when it comes to my healing music, um, it is, it is a, it is a charity. And, and I, I learned so much from spiritism about that. And, and each time I offer it, it is, I can feel more and more connection with the spiritual realm and the confidence that they have. They, they want a willing heart and a heart that is open to give and to share. And we all can do that. We all have our little gifts and we could all be healers because we all, all are mediums. I mean, some to some degree, but even if we are barely so-called medianistic, we can yeah. develop by just effort and repetition. And I can yeah. say this is absolutely true. When I first started, when I first started singing, I had very little connection and understanding of what they wanted me to do. But the, the further I, I went with it, and I just went on on just knowledge and and and. Mm -hmm. and back from, from people who could actually see uh, what was going on. And they would give me confidence and it would give me confidence and I would continue to do it. And year after year after year, it, it, I started to get my own direct guidance from, from this. And, and it's, it's a beautiful thing. And beautiful. It's, it's, it's a real, it's a real thing. And, and this spiritism thing is, is quite, Amazing, and I, I I appreciate everything that you personally do, Vanessa, in keeping the teaching of Spiritism pure. You are very much in the whole forefront of the whole Spiritist movement in the United States, and I've seen a lot of lectures, and I can see that you are guiding it and saying, look, we are about dissemination. We need to talk to the non 
uh, you know, Portuguese speaking people. We need to do that. You are in the forefront of that. And I don't think I would be involved in, in the spiritist movement if people like you weren't pushing the, uh, the English. And it's very important because as you once said, Portuguese is a very small minority in the world. As beautiful as I love the language, and I've, I've, I've translated several songs and, and I sing in the language and I love to do that. Mm -hmm. um, English is really the universal language on the planet and we need to disseminate in English and to reach, to reach people. Otherwise it's, it's a small group and people will think, well, it's a, it's a, it's a you know, it's a Brazilian thing and it's not. Thank you for sharing your feedback. Thank you so much because it's so urgent. And I think, Greg, it's about being in the shoes of other people. Like for us, we have received so much. I was born in a spiritist family and I we have all these books in Portuguese and the examples of so many people who have worked in the movement like Chico Xavier, for example, which is at the, you know, at the top of it all. And then we think, oh my gosh, what if I were born elsewhere? And what if I were born not knowing the Portuguese language? Would it be fair that I'd be so far away from this? Because it gives us so much guidance. Our lives are so different. At least we can say we are... Like, you know, diabetes, you can control it. The same for our mental health. Spiritism can help us manage everything. And it gives so much quality to our lives besides everything else that we can do. Like, it's not fair that we keep it only for ourselves. It's So we really need to forget about ourselves. It would have been much easier to do it all in Portuguese if we, if we had to. But if Jesus asked us, to move to the U.S. or to any other country, he's asking us, can you please forget about yourself and your needs and think of the needs of majority of people who are living in this country and would be benefited by it? So it's an urgent matter, especially seeing the world as is and the transition we're going through. So we would say it's past the time in which we we, we need uh, this tool to live a better life. And you know, when you talk about tools, you're talking about voice, you recognize the talent that was given by God to you. And you know, many people, they ask, oh, you guys sing in the nursing home or to the homes, who plays? Well, we, we play the instrument God gave us <laughs> because we, and we're not professionals like you, but said, you know, if God gave it to us, we better use it because until we have another way of helping it out, you know, the whole production, but, you know, keeping it simple and singing from the heart. And in your case, it's beyond it because your instrument really is refined and it can bring uh, a lot of healing. And do you agree, Greg? I know you came another day for prayer for the USA, but let's 
renew the thoughts on the importance of being prayerful, especially at this time in the USA. Would you like to share some thoughts in that regard? Yes, I did. Uh, last night, I just finished uh, um, um, Andre Louise's book, uh, Evolution in Two Worlds. And the Whoa. wonderful wrap-up that he had on the page was about um, doing the good and how the, doing the good creates good for you. And doing the good can be on not only as a deed, but sometimes we can't do a deed, but we can think or pray a good. And that good um, that we put out covers um, our mistakes that were, and he, he said in another place, a, a chapter or two before, uh, he quoted, um, um, I can't remember which part, but I think it was St. Paul. He said that charity uh, covers a multitude of sins. And the yeah. charity that we do um, actually eliminates and burns up the, he could say, burns up the karma that we have, the more good that we do. And it can be done on the level of prayer. Prayer mm -hmm. is, very, is a very sacred thing. And I've always uh, been uh, a prayerful person. My mother taught that to me, to, to always pray. It was like if something was going wrong, the first thing you do is get down on your knees and because we were born uh, into a Catholic family. So you get down on your knees and you do the cross and then you wow. Mother Mary. And How precious. It, it is a very precious thing to have because there are people that don't know how to pray. No. And pray is very powerful. It is, um, it, it is taking you to a place in your heart that, that sanctity of where that that love of God is presides in, in a in a tiny little um, hidden place in your heart. There is that that center in the in the in the heart chakra where your where that love of the Creator here was placed in a hidden way that you need to find. And prayer it, it sort of taps into that. And and having these these, these prayerful moments throughout the day um, for anyone who is, who is ill or having a tough time. Sometimes people yeah. call me and they say, I'm having a really rough day. I'm feeling anxious. And I'm, sometimes it's, it's like, I'm freaking out. Please help me. And <laughs> I say, okay, I will, I will take the moment. And, and I work for myself so I can, I can just stop what I'm doing. And I just say a prayer for them and then later on i find out that they said yeah it did help and so prayer is very powerful and that's probably one person so um i regularly pray um for for the the president of the united states and for other leaders of the united states and i've been doing that for um since 2016 when, when we got a new president and, and people were concerned and we didn't know what was happening. And I, I started doing that and, and 
I have a picture of him in, in this little area where I do my prayers, and uh, and he's always there, uh, right underneath this picture of Jesus. And so when I pray, in this, it is for me. It's it's a real thing. Prayer is real, and I can feel the connection with yeah. Jesus. I feel a connection with Mother Mary. And some people might might find other other uh, saints that, that they can connect with. Sometimes it's Dominacio. And uh, yeah. I feel a very strong thing in, in, in Rita de Cassia. Um, yeah. You know, there, there are you know, a lot of feminine. And I think the feminine is, is, is very powerful in the world today. It's, it's, it's shifted. I think since 2012, yeah. I think it's, we're going towards more of the feminine yeah. side of ourselves. And, and we all have both feminine and, and masculine in us. Yeah, you're right. So the prayer, no. I can't say enough about prayer. It's just, just, if you're not sure it works, just just say it simply, and it will work, and, and it will grow in you. It's it's the beautiful thing. And yeah. you close your eyes, close your, and like like a meditation, you close your eyes, and just feel the presence and and breathe in that sweetness of that that sweet time of prayer, that sweet moment of prayer, and it's it's a glorious time to to be to, in these transitional times. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing this. And today, as we're talking about um, giving value to the resources we have at hand, from our voices to the opportunity of praying, we have this message from the book, The Way, the Truth, and the Life, by, Francis, by actually the spirit author is Emmanuel through the medium Chico Xavier. It's chapter 64. And we would like to read for the, the viewers and the listeners. It's chapter 64 that talks about the greatest treasure. Would you like to read it for us, please, Greg? Okay. The greatest treasure. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also, Jesus. Luke 12, 34. As long as places of worship are devoted to the divinity of the Father, they are rooms in the boundless house of God, wherein Jesus administers. He asserts to souls on earth, regardless of their religious affiliation. These subdivisions of the eternal sanctuary house, the wards of Christ, in their various degrees of understanding, each one instinctively reveals to the Lord where his or her treasure is. On account of this, in the diverse rooms of his house, Jesus is always receiving contradictory or counterproductive prayers from countless believers possessed of a childish mentality. He does not answer such prayers. Selfish persons speak about their treasures, tooting their precarious possessions. Misers talk about their petty preoccupations. Hedonists display insatiable appetite. Fanatics repeat 
insane requests. They all present their wondered desires as being their greatest suffering. Christ does not, in fact, hear these prayers and waits for the opportunity to show them his imperishable treasure. He listens in silence because the young plant needs time to grow. He waits trustfully, trustingly for his needs, the collaboration of resolute and sincere disciples in order to extend his divine apostolate. When the time comes, they appear under his sublime influence and the ser ser serene scenery of earth places of worship changes. These are not only believers who show up to pray, but resolute workers who have come to work, full of courage and ready to die so that others may live. They exemplify self-denial and detachment. They reveal the Father's will personally, and by doing so, they broaden the world's understanding of the larger treasure, which is summed up in the winning of the light eternal and love universal that have already enriched their enlightened spirits. As you're saying, our prayers are heard, but the mechanistics of it all, the mechanics are explained here, right? We are heard in our prayers and there is the proper moment for the intervention, for the, 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 the receipt of what we need. And it's interesting because part of this message reminds us of uh, the book Action and Reaction by Andre Luis Trochico Xavier in a specific chapter when they explain that our central desire leads us to associations in both worlds that may either be beneficial or um, disturbing. So we need to ask ourselves, what is our central desire? Because some of us in history, when, um, what is his name in English? Uh, Saint Padua? Um, um, sorry. Um, Padua, I forgot his, I'm going to research. He had his church and he was there and he heard, he overheard the prayers of many of the worshipers and they were wealthy and some were praying to God so they could win the war. Others were praying so they could uh, have the enemies defeated, etc. So at that moment, he turned his back and said, you know, he looked at Jesus and saw at the cross the whole martyrdom and said, no, that's not why Jesus went through what he went through to sustain us, this selfishness. We need to get rid of this central desire to want things for ourselves alone and really open our hearts. So he turned his back to everything, left the, 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 the church and started taking care of those who were really in need 
in that case, at that time, the poor. So for us, I think the first question in this message that comes to my mind is for inner assessment is so we can feel the scripture. What is my central desire? Because if we aim daily at material things, we won't find a life that is uh, said in all these books that we're reading about. The so-called kingdom of God. Because in the kingdom of God, the material part is like the shadows in Plato's um, um, tale about the psychic life. So it's not the real world. The real world is the one that is not the one we dream about every day. So where is our great, greatest treasure? That's the main question for us. Where is it? What comes to your mind then, Greg, when we are discussing this and as Emmanuel discloses to us about the greatest treasure in us? The greatest treasure in us is the ability to love and to help and to serve and to grow from that. Because in being an example, um, you're being a teacher. And the greatest teacher was, was Jesus. And he taught by laying many, many examples down for us how um, how he would react or, or not react, how he would act in a, in a certain very critical situation. And we, we are learning from that still today, 2000 years later, and the ability to be like him, to, um, to emulate what he does even before we get to that actual state of consciousness that supports a perfected spirit. We are still working towards that and our consciousness is still clouded and we are still very materialistic in everything that we think, but we can shift our life in our thoughts and in, in a training. I mean, we have to think, we have, we have choices that we can think and the greatest example is that of what Jesus would do. And there, there are many examples. If we're not sure what we should do in a situation, just reflect upon. And, and the Christians have this example. They, they have this little thing. Um, it's like WWJD. What would Jesus do? Yeah. They, they always use those questions when they're not sure what they should do. And, and from the spiritist perspective, we have a very clear <laughs> understanding uh, for, for, the, for that. And, and we understand from, from what Emmanuel has, has taught us through, through Shiko's beautiful writings that we can get these wonderful examples. And that really, to when we think, if we think about our, our life here on earth, it's like 
this. And, and we're, it's just this <sighs> tiny little, we think about this is just a temporary little thing we're going through. So do the best you can. Really strive yeah. to uplift. Do the best you can because the next world is so much bigger. And our whole life, God created us to be infinite, in, infinite and unbounded and eternal. We're never going to die. So we're going through <laughs> a cleansing process here. Through it with with courage. Go through it by lifting yourself up and saying, okay, I have the choice to be depressed today or or come out and just give it a try. And and I'll tell you, some of the spiritist uh, writings that I've read where were people have said, I'm feeling depressed. And I don't know oh. if it's a Chico story or something where go go next door to your neighbor and do something yeah. for him. Said, and yeah. tell her that you've done anything and swept up a broken bottle in front of somebody's house or something. And he felt so much better afterwards as a result of doing this charity. And he didn't even mention it to the person. He just did this yeah. random act of kindness and yeah. the joy that you get from that sort of thing. It's, it's wonderful. Yeah. What a secret we have it in. If we, if people just knew it, it's so good when we forget a little bit about ourselves because the heavy part, and this is in the book No Solar by Andrea Lewis through Chico Xavier. When we keep talking about ourselves and thinking about our problems, life is so miserable. But when we forget about ourselves, and that's the beauty of these teachings, because it says it's okay by thinking over and over and over about it, you're not going to go anywhere. Just forget about you and focus on somebody who needs more than you. And by doing so, it's so refreshing. And, and God is so beautiful because God didn't create us for the, the doomed me, my, mine, because it's so ugly. But it's for this beauty within when we reach out. It's forcing us to expand, to see others. And then we find ourselves, right? Exactly. And we find and ourselves better than before. But <laughs> <laughs> after all, what everybody wants is happiness. And yeah. they the people that are very, very wealthy, they are actually sincere seekers of enlightenment, but they, they're going, they're going out, 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 more and more materialism. And I, I have a friend who, who knows, who's a very spiritual friend of mine. Uh, he's a, he practices meditation like me as well. And he spent some time with some of these people in Las Vegas who have huge wealth. And he says, you know, those people are actually, uh, you know, quite, quite seeking. They're seeking God, and they don't know where they're going. They just keep going further and further out for themselves, and not curving back upon themselves and going within, which is infinite. And out is limited, and there's only so many 
cars and, and, and things that you can have. And, and after a while, it, it's boring. It is and so You're right. uh, people, people need to, to start going back within themselves and find out that God has created these huge, this mansions of, of, of which we're living in one small little closet right now. And when those start opening up, you're going to be surprised at, at what, what's in store for you. And it's going to be glorious. Yeah. My, my, yeah. my dad was on his deathbed. He had a very, some very profound experiences. And um, he, he, his, his speech was slurred, but we were all gathered around him. And he was having, he was describing who was around him. And he had many brothers and, and fathers and friends. And, and sorry, That's beautiful. And wow. And he, the, the thing that, that's, that, that was so um, wonderful to hear, he says, he says, you have no idea how much God loves you. And he was feeling that. And he was feeling And you could feel what he was feeling. And they told him, the spiritual realm told him that, you know, that, that we're only here for you. And they can't see us. But when he spoke, he was a medium for them. And he, he imparted that additional love that they had for us. Oh, God wow. And he said, no, you have no idea how much God loves you. And clearly, wow. you don't. It's wow. just an idea, but he felt it. He felt that light. He saw, all, you know, his brothers that were there. And he, he was being um, slowly taken there. And he had a beautiful experience. And it was so wonderful. Wow. What a beautiful death. Yes. It's funny to say it, but we spiritists, uh, we can say it. What a beautiful way to transition. Huh? Because it's a teaching death. Wow. It, it uplifted people that were there. We were huddling around him, like taking notes, because it was like one thing after another that was like, wow. And, and it's like, well, can we come back tomorrow and get another lecture? <laughs> God is so good. <laughs> There's even a song. God, we sing for the children. God is so good. God is so good. God is so good. He's so good to me. So good. Talking about song. Today, it's really Christmas Day because what a joy to have you here and a treat for us to have you sing. May your singing be our prayer Greg, and may it also be a healing vehicle for this beautiful nation and all the nations connected to it. So God bless the USA. And may we now, we ask everyone who is joining us, saying hi to all of you and saying, join us now. Stop everything you're doing if you can. And and, and let us join forces. If you're listening to this on demand, great, because through you, we have an opportunity to pray even more. Okay? So let us expand this prayerful healing opportunity. Greg, we are all yours and with you.
It's okay. Every 
Thank you. Thank you, Greg. And we would like to thank Jesus. Let us feel that from all of our hearts, a beautiful heart meeting the heart of the earth, saying, thank you, Master. Thank you so much for your love for your presence, for being born again in our hearts. May us even more as we awaken, finally awaken for the much that is needed to be done in love, in commitment, in engagement of our hearts, wherever we are. May we sacrifice the old conditionings and open ourselves to the new, the courage of learning ourselves to the best that we were created for. Hail, Christ of goodwill, so peace may be conquered in this beautiful planet. May God bless the United States of America and its bonds of friendship throughout the world, blessing all the nations and the whole planet renewed in hope, joy, and courage, and so be it. Thank you, Greg. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you. So we would like to thank also our friends who have joined us Thank you, Daisy, So Souza, Gabriel Inácio, and all of you who have been here at Cardiac Radio, Sheila Soares, Hipólito Rebolo, Jonas Pelicioni, Rafael Medeiros, Karina Lisi, Ricky. So friends, for all of you who are here and who will be watching on demand, a big hug to you. Let us celebrate Christmas and bring it with us every single day closer and closer to our hearts and await because 2020 has beautiful things here at Kardec Radio. We are always finding renewed ways to nourish our souls. Right, Greg? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Thank you, Greg, once again for being with us. Thank you for inviting me. It's a joy. So thank you, friends. And until next time, here at Cardiac Radio, Christmas Day, maybe every day. <laughs>